0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Otafu Susume or Recommendations for My Otaku Spouse. I'm Wesley. And I'm Jen. So let's get started. Today we are diving back into the world of manga. And it's a recommendation from me to Jen. And recommendation from Wesley with manga means Mm. there's a good chance it's going to be a romance manga. Mm,
1: Yes. Highly. Yes. Highly likely. And guess what? What? It is. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I couldn't tell.
0: This time, I recommended to Jen, Konokisakai Ningyo wa Koyo which is coming out in America in April, Volume 1. April? Wow, that's soon? April 2020. And it's oh, going brilliant. to be called, My Dress Up Darling.
1: My Dress Up Darling. That's a good translation.
0: I like it, yeah. The literal translation for all you people who think that localization is scum and you're wrong is, uh, the bisque doll falls in love.
1: But mm, that's kind of boring. It,
0: yeah, it's, I think mean, I think the thing people have to remember is that they're trying to sell this to people who aren't already deep enough into the culture that they've already read it. Yeah. Hopefully the people they're hoping the people who have already read it will pick it up again, which people should because it's amazing.
1: And also I'm guessing I mean I haven't obviously read the fan translation, so I'm really hoping the official translation is a lot better and it should be because of reasons. Because anyway.
0: Because of reasons. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um yeah, so this is a romance manga. I've read, been reading this now for a little bit over a year. There's four volumes out in Japan. And hopefully Square Enix, who's releasing it in the U.S., will be continue to release all four volumes. So buy it and support it. And... But no, it, it's great. It's basic plot rundown. Is we follow our hero, Gojo, who is a high school boy. And he is full of doubt and anxiety. So, you know, cuts a little close to home there. But he really, really likes Hina dolls.
1: Well, his family run a Hina doll making business.
0: Well, his granddad. That's, I that's family. That's true. But we don't really see what his parents do. That's true. But so he's liked him from a young age and he kind of wants to take over the family business. And but more than that, he just really likes Hina dolls, which are the little dolls that come out and march for Girls Day in Japan. But they're not exactly something that most guys are into. And because kids can be cruel. they Can be.
1: Kids are kids cruel. Are evil.
0: It's true. They made this very clear to him from a young age, which kind of pushed him into a shell where he was afraid to open up to people because he didn't want his interests to be trampled on again.
1: Yeah, because basically a girl when he was younger was like, ew, you like dolls. Dolls is only a girl's thing. You're gross.
0: Girls are the worst.
1: Girls are the worst. And children are the worst.
0: Little boys attack physically. Girls attack psychologically.
1: Psychological trauma is horrible.
0: But... Back to Gojo, he's in high school now, and in his class is Marin, Kitagawa Marin, and she is like Ma-ding. the complete opposite of him. She is really outgoing and super popular and fashionable and trendy and all these different types of things, and then she finds him in the home ec room after school, where he's putting together an outfit for Hina Doll, and she's like, oh my goodness, you can sew, you've got to help me, because it turns out she loves cosplay.
1: But she's never cosplayed before.
0: No, but she really wants to.
1: But she cannot sew to save her life.
0: But she's got passion. She's got dreams.
1: I've got dreams like you. No, (laughs) really. Just much less touchy-feely.
0: And he can sew. So that's kind of where we get our, you know, odd couple of the complete different personality types drawn together through almost a variety of mutual interests. It's not just cosplay, because a lot of it you get also Gojo- Really admiring the fact that Kitagawa can be so open with her likes and all those types of things. And just changing his people because of that. As I said, I've been reading this for over a year now. I really, really liked it. So I bought it. And I told Jen, Jen, you have to read this. It's so good. And it's about cosplay. And you love cosplay.
1: That is true. I love cosplay. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to give it a read. I'm going to read the first volume. And you did. Yes, I did.
0: And then for some reason, you stopped. I didn't like it. You didn't like it.
1: No, I read the first volume and was like... "Chotto, this is a little... mm."
0: So so what gave you the hesitation?
1: So, okay, so the art is gorgeous. I have to say that. Um, And you open the first page and there's um, Manin in lingerie. Yes. With massive boobs. And in the first chapter alone, and I counted... There are six boob shots, three cot shots, and one butt shot.
0: Those are rookie numbers. Gotta pump up those numbers.
1: <laughs> and I just, I don't know, the first time I read it, the first volume, I just felt it was really sexualized. Like, at the end of chapter two, she's starting to take her clothes off, and that's the cliffhanger. Yes. And then in the start of chapter... I does that
0: in the beginning of chapter one, too, when it, he's like, wait, where are you taking off your clothes? When he oh, finds, yes, when she finds and she's wearing the cosplay. And because she's like, Cause I, what? No, I'm showing you my cosplay. And he's like, oh my goodness, I can't deal with girls like this.
1: And then she takes off her clothes in the third chapter and she's wearing a bikini. Yes. Uh, with um, just a, like a string bikini. Her like she She's very well endowed. And yes. there's also this um, shot that you see where she, the camera's kind of looking up at her crotch and her boobs. And there are actually quite a, quite a few shots that you'll often see in hentai. So like her, she when she gets really excited, she has a little heart inside her mouth, and just the angles like it was. Well, all, you see
0: that in quite a few romance You
1: uh,
0: comedies, more rom, it's more wrong wrong romance comedy.
1: comedies, are more harem.
0: I guess basically,
1: it's fan service.
0: Oh yeah, there's fan service definitely.
1: Yeah, there's there's hundreds of and I did I just felt like. And so I you're think,
0: saying in volume one, there's enough fan service that it, you didn't appreciate the story.
1: Correct. It did really discourage me. Okay. However, I think it was probably about three months later, maybe? Yeah. Okay. That I picked up volume two and I was like, you know, I'm going to give it another go because the last time you recommended a manga to me, I hated the first volume. And that was Komi san can't communicate. Yes. And if you haven't heard that episode, you should go listen to it. Yes. And I hated the first volume because everybody just shat on the protagonist. And then after the second volume, things started actually getting good. And it's the same with this one. I was put off by the initial like, over-sexualization of it, but then in, after Volume 2, I got really into it. I got really into it. I absolutely loved this manga.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said.
1: But there were... Like, uh, so one of the reasons I wanted to pick this up again was because I wanted to talk about fan service and manga. But this isn't... It, it took me in a direction I wasn't expecting. Like, I wasn't expecting... Come to the dark side of the <laughs> force. I wasn't expecting this ecchi manga... To actually have depth to it, because you often get really, really edgy manga like uh, Turaburu and um, *Yuna and the Haunted Hot Spring*. Yeah. Which I know both of those are harem. You know. You know what? I'm full of fan service. You know and what, they just They just don't have any depth to them.
0: You know what? Trouble and *Yuna and the Haunted Hot Spring* have in common?
1: Are they both by like the same artist? No. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: I haven't read either of them, and I wouldn't recommend either of them.
1: No, you've read a little bit of Yuna, and you agreed with me that it was very much a, oh, I fell over, oh, I fell over again, oh, no, my face is in your boobs. It's
0: a Shonen thing, so like I was saying during one of our old episodes about Neverland, it's got a million volumes now, (laughs) Uh, but I think I read the first or the second and then stopped because there's no depth.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. There's a lot, especially in modern discussion, there's a lot about fan service and male gaze and all sorts of things and all sorts of media. Movies, comics, manga, anime, video games, TV shows, what have you. And I guess personally, I've never had an issue with it. It's not for me.
1: It's almost as if you're a guy.
0: No, but it's not. It likes gals. No, but it's not for me, though. I don't.
1: Read, oh, I see. I don't
0: read manga to get my rocks off. It's not why I watch movies or play video games. But I also don't have any issue with it being there because if that's what the person wants to create, I'm not going to be the one to tell them they can't. But I'm also not going to go out and support it because it's not what I'm interested in, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so if this was just tits and ass for tits and ass... I probably wouldn't keep reading it, I definitely wouldn't have recommended it. I mean, a very similar manga that we've talked about in the past um, that's actually currently also being released in the U.S. is called Gal Gohan.
1: Mm, yeah, we've got some of these on the shelf, and I haven't we've read it yet. We've got
0: volume one and volume two, I think, on the shelf. And that's up to eight volumes, nine volumes wow. now. And yet somehow I've stopped buying them, and that's because it evolved into tits and ass and silly harromantics as opposed to a decent story.
1: That's a shame.
0: And so for me personally... I'm okay with fan service to an extent, so long as that's not the reason I'm reading it.
1: Yes, I 100% agree with you. Which I know might sound a little hypocritical, considering my initial thought was, ew, this is overly sexualized, I don't want to read it anymore. However, I know that one of our other... I, th- I think also you have to be in a in a mood to read that kind of fanservice fanservicey manga, mm. and I think it's definitely the case with one of the other ones that we really, but we both enjoy for probably obvious reasons, is Plus Size Elf.
0: Yeah, I love Plus Size Elf.
1: And yes, there's fanservice. It is abundant in fanservice. The manga car was originally, and I'm pretty sure he still writes. Don't I don't think
0: he does anymore. He doesn't. No. Okay,
1: I guess it's just Mithonium his own name hasn't come account. out.
0: Synecdoche hasn't come out with anything <laughs> new in a
1: while. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: he's done more fan servicey related things for other projects. Yeah. There's a thing we've seen yes, in the bookstores the about... There's like an anthology comic about... Like elf soldiers. being attacked or something. Yeah. I don't remember the title of it, but he's done the cover for that and probably some of the inserts that we haven't read.
1: But, I mean, despite that it's fan servicey, which, like, sometimes you're, you can be in the mood for that, it also has... It's just really funny. Yeah. And it's not all... I think that's another thing that bothers me about m- manga is all the women are like, oh my goodness, male protagonist, you're so amazing for no reason whatsoever, and we're all in love with you because reasons. Yeah. And it's like, that's so boring. At least in Plus sized Elf, like, they don't really care about the protagonist at all, and they tend to... Well, m- Plus
0: Size Elf isn't a harem, because no, nobody wants to get with him.
1: Exactly. And that's what makes it great.
0: But, yeah. And it I, teaches
1: you really good tips on exercising and keeping healthy.
0: Yeah, I like Plus Size Elf. But, yeah, so I guess that's that's... My, my thing has always been there's going to be tits and ass in almost anything that comes out. It's the same way that every Marvel superhero film has a hero take his shirt off. Mm. There's going to be that in there. It's
1: going to be some fan service.
0: There always is. But and it's not always is, about the fan service. Is it about the fan service or is it too much for you to appreciate what else is there? There's um, another mon- manga coming out. Oh, Shinju no Dairani, Nectar of Dairani, something like that. You said
1: that with such an American
0: accent. (laughs) I'm American, Jen. Deal with it.
1: What? Oh my goodness. How did I never know? It's by the
0: guy who did Seiko and the Quasar. I don't know that one. I've never watched it or read it, but essentially all I know is there was a lot of boob sucking in it.
1: Boob sucking?
0: Boob sucking. And Nectar of Dairani has the same thing. Except for they changed it slightly. And it's like on some level, I'm like, I'm really into this because you've got this weird fantasy world that's kind of got like Napoleonic level tech and you've got weird political intrigue and everything. And but then you've got this weird subsystem where, like, by I don't know, you you just
1: got to suck tit.
0: If if (laughs) the main character sucks right tits, he gains special powers that are essentially like Final Fantasy summons. Wow, okay. And I, you know, because of all the political intrigue and the weird stuff that was going on, I was kind of interested. And then it got to a few chapters that were just evolved into, like, weird demonic sex orgies, page after page after page after page. Whoa. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty much done with this. Yeah. So.
1: You know, and if that's someone's cup of tea, that's someone's cup of tea. No, But I mean, it's just
0: not. Sake on the Quasar. Came out in America, it was obviously popular enough to get localized, both the manga and the anime, I think. Wow.
1: But <laughs> that wasn't Funimation, was it? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> but it, so it's just, it's, there's going to be fan service and everyone's going to have their own level of what they deem acceptable. Yes. I just don't like when people decide to take their limit and try to force it on others.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. Like don't hate on other people just because they like something you don't like.
0: Yeah, don't kink shame.
1: If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all.
0: Unless you're doing a podcast, then you're going to rip into it.
1: And don't kink shame.
0: Hey. <laughs> but yeah, so. So yeah, going back to. So volume one. Wait, you what was kinda, this
1: called in English again?
0: Um, My Dress Up Darling.
1: So going back to My Dress Up Darling. Yes. Yes.
0: So all of a sudden in volume two you got into it. Yes. Was there a point? Yes. Okay.
1: There was because you walked into the living room and I was crying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I literally just found out that morning that I'd failed an exam. And this is an exam that I tried multiple times, and I just couldn't seem to pass it. I can't seem to pass it, and ugh, I know it just reminded me of this frustration that I I've always felt, where no matter how hard I try, I can't seem to like be better than what I'm trying to be. Okay. And I'm reading. Oh my goodness! I'm getting tearful now. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this manga has depth. Already, it just resonated with me. Um, but in, in Volume 2, he's agreed to make this cosplay for Marin, and Gojo is, um, like, his his granddad just collapsed, and he's in he was in hospital, and then he was moved to his aunt's, cousin's I think it's his mum's,
0: right? He's staying in his granddad's house, but I think he's with uh, the granddad. No, I think mom, that was his... Because he was staying with his granddad, because he wants to learn about Hina dolls. Yeah. Which is why he's staying there, but I think...
1: His his granddad goes to stay with a relative while he recovers from being hospitalized and so he's at home alone and he's like oh my goodness I completely forgot I've got to make this cosplay for Manin within two weeks and all crap midterms are up and I've got to do all of these things in two weeks I just I have to do everything and so he he runs himself ragged And it's during the middle of break and he's like, my head hurts, I feel sick, I think I'm going to throw up, the room is spinning, I can't sleep, everything's on the floor, the cosplay is half made, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to make this cosplay for her and I feel terrible about it. And um, then he goes into sort of, um, I haven't touched the brush in days, I haven't practiced making Hina dolls in days. Um, all of my materials are just sitting on the desk. Maybe I'm just not cut out to make Kina dolls. I, it doesn't matter how much I love it, I'm just not cut out for it. And no matter how hard I try, I'm not going to be able to succeed. And I. And he says, I just feel like I'm never really going to succeed in doing this. I'm never going to get any better why is it every single try time I try, I never do well, everything I do is half-assed? And he's so frustrated, and he just lies there and cries. And I was like, no, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> no. And all, and all of, of a sudden just, you had to read oh, the rest of it. And then I had to read the rest of it. And that's when I realized, just I mean, these characters have so much depth to them. They're people. They're people. They feel like people. They feel like fleshed out people mm-hmm. and not just because Marin is naked half the time.
0: Well, there's definitely flesh there. There's flesh there.
1: <laughs> Actually, that's one thing I also really really appreciate about this manga is that Marin is a high school girl mm-hmm. and she loves etchy stuff. She loves hentai. She loves um like adult video games and she loves you know, and she wants to cosplay the characters that she loves, and that is pr- partially why she. There is a lot of flesh that shows, however, it also shows that girls can like this stuff too. And I know, um, like a number of my female friends, really like ecchi and hentai and adult stuff, but people always assume that it's just for guys. And so I appreciate that they're actually kind of showing a demographic of women who like this stuff because it's it's true. Even Japanese women enjoy adult stuff it's really funny when he goes to her her bedroom or her apartment i guess and it's just covered in posters from Uh, from adult video games (laughs) and he's like whoa (laughs) i know and she has like this confidence that i really i mean i think that's also what gojo really likes about her as well is that she has this confidence that he's lacking and he he thinks that she's just not perfect but he thinks that he's kind of sees her as being something that he wants to be.
0: As someone to aspire to. Yeah,
1: someone to aspire to.
0: Because there's a there's the bit right in the first chapter when they're in class and he's kind of sitting off on his own. And um, one of the other popular kids comments on an anime keychain on Marin's bag. And he was like, why would you be into that? Is an anime for geeks or something like that. And she's like, hey, hey, hold it. People can like what they like. Don't rag on people for that. And he because the whole time Gojo has been kind of repressing his like for Hina dolls because he doesn't want it to get trampled on. He's like, oh, I wish I could do that. And so the romance unfolds. It's not just, oh, I'm harem lead A with no qualities whatsoever.
1: <laughs> Falling in love with protagonist A with no qualities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: and so you you have flawed characters and you have characters who have pluses and minuses and you have all these things about them. And it's not just, oh, this is going to be our male lead and female lead, and now we got to have high drinks and all that crap. It's just kind of let them figure out who each other is and see where it goes from there. Yeah.
1: And then they have other characters coming in, and he starts talking to them, and he sees they, like, although initially they seem really confident, but then you start talking to them, and they all have their own anxieties, and they all have their own internalized worries, and he realizes he's not the only one with anxieties. And he kinda of tells them what he's learned from watching Marin, which is, you know, you can like what you you can like whatever you like. You can like everybody has their own issues that you can't see, but it doesn't mean they're not there. It doesn't mean you're the only one suffering kind of attitude. And it's just it's so sweet. Like, ah yeah. Just the interaction between all the characters is absolutely fantastic.
0: And I think you almost dropped it. I'm
1: really glad I didn't drop it. I'm really, really, really glad I didn't drop it. <laughs> yeah me too also partially because it's all about cosplay
0: i know that's why i originally recommended it to you
1: (laughs) but it's not just about cosplay it feels like the mangaka either cosplays themselves knows people who cosplays or did their research really really well because so much of it is true
0: yeah yeah i know it's definitely been work put into it
1: yeah like about the cosplay meets about the fact that japanese cosplayers have cosplay names and within the cosplay community, they people will tell each other their cosplay names, but you never ever tell somebody your real name, and that's something that comes up as well. um and all the photography aspect they go into this whole thing about photography and about picking out fabrics and about wigs and about all the tricks you can use. There's a part where she wants to um show off her boobs for a cosplay, so she wears two bras. That is a technique you can use to make your boobs look bigger for a cosplay. And on the flip side, on the cosplayer does crossplay and dresses up as a guy, and she really struggles to bind her boobs down, but then manages to by wearing similarly two boob repressors. <laughs> I don't know, binders, that's what they're called. You're just that, giving that, you just giving that, me this really blank look and I'm like, it's all true, <laughs> it's all stuff that happens. It's I, I great. Imagine, I
0: imagine it is, but I yeah, I it's not my world. <laughs> so I don't know as much as you, but I was able to clearly tell from the details that work was put in.
1: Yes. And they did a great job explaining it for so that even somebody who's never cosplayed and has no idea about cosplay... But I mean, I'm guessing you know a little more about cosplay now because of this.
0: Yeah. They got some of the camera stuff wrong, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they got their cosplay research right, but they got the camera stuff wrong.
0: So the, what the camera stuff they put in there is right, but also wrong.
1: Fair enough. <laughs>
0: so... You like the characters. Yes. On the fence about the fan service.
1: <laughs> I was originally, but I think, like I said, I had to be in the mood for it. And I, I really like it now. They do a great job at Anatomy. I have to say that.
0: Yes. Um, I guess one thing, because we, it can't all be gushing. Uh, one what thing... do you mean? I, I
1: ripped it <laughs> apart at the beginning with the fan service. <laughs> uh,
0: no, just one thing that I keep noticing with each volume that comes out, that I'm like, wait, 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 is... The cover of each volume, once you're past Volume 2, has to do with the next volume. The cosplay she's wearing on the front of Volume 3 is the cosplay she wears in Volume 4. The cosplay that's on the front of Volume 4 is the cosplay that she's going to be wearing in Volume 5.
1: True. <laughs> Which is kind of
0: weird to me. They
1: introduce, a, they introduce the start of the process of making that cosplay in, the in volume, that volume. That's true, yeah. So in Volume 1, she's wearing normal clothes. In Volume 2, she's wearing her first costume, her first costume and then second costume and then third costume.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was one thing that was annoying. You was like, I want to see this cosplay, and it's not here.
0: Well, because I've read uh, the manga, you know, I saw oh volume four is coming out, and it's got Prisoner Veronica on the front. Oh, we must be getting to the end of those chapters in this volume. And then I read it, and I'm nope. like, oh wait, no, the Prisoner <laughs> Veronica chapters aren't in here. That'll still be co- yet to come. So I already know that in volume five, when it comes out, it's going to be the Prisoner Veronica chapters that I've read, and I, I'm just. I always want more to come out. Yes. And so. I want more. And so the fact that I'm like, ah, I'm still going to buy it because of course I'm going to buy it, but I've already read these chapters. I'm just going to have to reread them, but I still need more to come out
1: like. Now. Yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of, that was a really fun anecdote was we went to buy volume three, I believe, when it came out. Mm-hmm. And Wes seems to have really bad luck when it comes to manga being released because hey. he's like, oh, hey. I really want to get this manga. It's just come out this weekend. Let's go to the bookshop and get it. We go to the bookshop. We go to the s- display case. And oh, look, they've sold out of volume three. Or they haven't put it out yet. Or they had not No, I didn't,
0: Oh, no. I, sometimes when I go, they haven't put it out
1: yet. Okay. And it, sometimes
0: they've sold out.
1: They've sold out. I think they sell out more than they haven't put it out. Because we went to like four bookshops.
0: Well, when I went to get Waterclass Volume Eight, I went uh, that was the day it was supposed to come out and everything just was just like, No, we'll be putting this out tomorrow. Seriously? And I'm like, but you're animate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So note some, to self, but wait till the day after.
0: At least, I guess, yeah.
1: Maybe that's why they I mean that's a way they to encourage people to pre order.
0: I don't know. All I know is it's annoying because I keep trying to buy these manga that I like to support them, to support the authors that I like Uh, and half the time I have to go to Amazon
1: (laughs) Well not necessarily, we'll just pick it up the next time we go out because we go out pretty much every single weekend.
0: Yeah but I don't want to wait so you should buy it from Amazon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough But yeah that was funny because we found the display and they even had this really nice display all like promoting this manga and then they're like oh no no volume 3. Like no yeah, sorry,
0: one of the things about this also that i was really glad that the author didn't do was the author introduced more characters as you were saying there's mm-hmm. other cosplayers that show up and things like that and the manga didn't just suddenly devolve into shitty haramantics true which i was really really grateful for
1: yes yes it's definitely, I think it's a slow burner in a really good way. Yes. Like, they have the pacing down perfectly. Yeah. Enough that you want to, you really, really want to read the next chapter. But at the same time, the story isn't rushed. Like, they take their time.
0: Yeah, if something needs to be lingered on, it's going to be lingered on. Yes.
1: And it is. And it will be. Oh, and the pictures are so pretty. There were so many just really nice shots.
0: Well, like you were talking about how they go into the detail with all the cosplay with the buying of fabrics and everything. Yes. And some of the close-ups of the fabrics and the laces and things used are just really, really good.
1: And then also with some of the some of the actual like photo shoot pictures they do are just really just pretty. Mm-hmm. And then the next page you have them uh, mad in gushing over something and she's so cute (laughs) she has this adorable little oh my goodness I love this so much look on her face
0: yeah she's she's actually a fan
1: she's a huge fan and she loves everybody else who who loves stuff and she just creates this passion and this enjoyment and it's just oh it's so cute I love her to pieces
0: (laughs) an interesting thing about this and I mean shoot even other manga I've already mentioned this episode is there seems to be this surge of gal manga
1: Garu, yeah, Garu. Garu. So this is
0: she's Garu. Um, 100%. I mentioned Galgo Han earlier, um, which I've dropped. But another one that I really like and keep buying that I haven't made you read yet is Yansha uh, Garu No Anjo San.
1: I feel like you've mentioned that one.
0: That's the one that I picked up the other day.
1: Oh yes, yeah, I've yes,
0: and that one's really good. Um, there's one about Hokkaido gals coming out right now. That's, really, eh, it's not that good. Oh, it looks like it's going into the harem route, and the main character's got as much personality as a wet sponge. <laughs> Ouch. Um, of course, a big one in the states that came out, or the anime came out, I think last year, maybe the year before, was Hajime no Galcochan, mm. which I never saw. But there is definitely this,
1: yeah, weird gaul- resurgence. Boom. Garu, even though Garu aren't really a thing anymore in Japan, at least not in the quote-unquote traditional sense of the naughties.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I guess quick disclaimer to everyone: Garu does not mean blackface.
1: <laughs> no, it just that means... pops up
0: occasionally on Twitter and Japanese adjacent blogs. Garu is not blackface. No, it's a teen style that's essentially a rejection of the Yamato Nadeshiko perfect Japanese girl norm.
1: So it's kind of the idealization opposite. of Western girls with blonde hair. And no, it's
0: not even the ideal of Western scene. girls. It's just, it's just a rejection just... of the idealized Japanese girl.
1: Uh, and instead like of Japanese straight guys. black hair,
0: you've got updo with color. Oh, yeah. Instead of.
1: The palest of pale. The, the lights have gone. The, the torches of Gondor have been lit. Yeah, I mean, it's, just. But it's, instead uh, of. No, like, but the opposite of that, it's more tanned. Yeah.
0: Instead of subdued makeup, it's heavy makeup. Instead of. Um, subdued fashion, you're gonna be very flashy and bling everywhere and so that's, you know, there's this resurgence of it and this main character is definitely a Garu she's not in the tan skin blonde hair Garu style, but definitely Garu I oh, she,
1: start. <laughs> I was saying
0: even um, Komi-san the big thing I was telling you to look for oh, before yeah. we keep reading is a Garu character is gonna show up in that who's an amazing character so if you like Garu manga, I'd also recommend this <laughs>
1: Oh, Bidigaru. Actually, that's really Birigaru, old, but... I guess, uh, but the
0: movie wasn't that long ago, and it was really good.
1: That's true. That's fun. Uh, and that it was, was actually true It's called Flying Colors
0: in America. It's a really good st- movie. Highly recommended.
1: Yes. About a uh, ghetto who's failing school, and she decides to get into one of the most difficult universities ever, and it's based on a true story, so it's really, really interesting. Yeah. And the actress who they have in the movie is probably one of my favorite Japanese actresses.
0: Yeah, she does a great job, too.
1: She does a fantastic job. But yeah, no, you make an excellent point. that In recent years,
0: there's definitely
1: more. There's a gal boom. There's a gal
0: bubble. (laughs) What's going to happen with a gal bubble burst? There's
1: going to be gals everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you say there's definitely a boom, but I feel like there's also not as many. Oh, then again, I mean, uh, Japan's just going through this massive manga boom right now. There's just manga everywhere. Yeah. Which I think is partially because of Western consumption of manga and it becoming a lot more lucrative because of it being consumed all around the world legally i yeah. should add
0: <laughs> and which draws me right back to the fact that i actually didn't know that this manga was coming out in the west until today yeah they were and- reading this all of a sudden i was like oh shoot i'm gonna have to come up with a title to call this in english for the podcast and then all of a sudden i saw something saying oh, it's been licensed i was like wait by who by what by when <laughs>
1: By Square Enix.
0: By Square Enix. In April. In April. And
1: I had no idea until you, you told me literally a second before we started recording. I
0: know it's great but I just go I the get
1: the official release in April.
0: Um, we gave a brief background as to you know what the story is about but Square has actually made a really succinct cute kind of YouTube trailer for this.
1: Really? Oh, we'll link it in the Jubilee Doo. Yeah, so we'll link this podcast. down.
0: Um, it's obviously on YouTube, I just said, and then it's on the actual Square US publishing page, which is probably not the same website where you'll find all other their game stuff. I oh, no. no. But probably no, yeah, not. we'll link it down below. <laughs> um, definitely check it out. Definitely watch that video. And if you're at all interested, I highly recommend picking up the manga.
1: Yes. 100%. I mean, this is one that I've actually fallen in love and finished the whole series that we have. Out of all the ones that you recommended to me, I still need to finish Komi-san. I still need to finish Rookies. You hate everything I recommend. I mean, I don't hate it. I just don't fall in love with it to the same extent that you do. (laughs) You finished rough. (laughs) I did. It was rough going, but...
0: Ouch. (laughs) And that's where we're going to end this one. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everyone.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm Wesley. And I'm Jen.
0: And we are a recommendation recommendations from Ataka Spouse.
1: And you can find us on Twitter at AnnieBarrowsCreative, as well as our other like sister or brother podcasts at AnnieBarrowsCreative.com.
0: Check us out, leave comments, and we'll be back with more episodes.